Do you want to tell that story again? <laughs> About the interview? Yeah. This guy's a yeah. dick. I'll tell it again because I'm annoyed. That's fucking annoying. And you are you are rightfully annoyed, might I add. All right, here we go. So I've as I've been saying on here, I'm applying for jobs. I've been applying for jobs for like a month or two. So I apply for this job and this guy emails me. I think it was last Monday. He emailed me saying, oh, I got your application. We're interested in interviewing you. Call me and we'll talk more about the position. He gave me his number in the email. So I called the number he told me to call. The same morning he sends the email, like an hour later, because uh, that's when I got it. Uh, so I call him and he doesn't answer. So I leave him a message. Okay, pretty normal behavior. Just said like, hey, it's blah, blah, blah. Uh, call me back, give him my number, all this stuff. So I don't hear back from him for... The following day, I didn't hear back from him. So then a day later, I call him again. So it was Wednesday. I call him saying um, he answered the phone this time. So he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, let me just go find your resume. And he puts the phone down, doing whatever. I don't know what he's doing. He's gone for like five minutes. Comes back. He's like, oh, I got it. But um, but uh, I have to get on a call at one. So can I call you? It was like, you know, 1250 or something. He said, can I call you at uh, 3.30? I said, yes, you can call me at 3.30. He said, is this the best number to reach you at? I said, yes. So <laughs> hang up the phone. 3.30 rolls around, no call. I'm like, what the fuck? So I wait until 4, call him. Uh, he doesn't answer. Leave him another message. Um, the following day, I email him saying, and this is a big company, by the way. This is like not like some weird mom and pop fucking, this is like, if I told you who it was, you would know who it was. Um, and so I email him saying, are you free to speak tomorrow uh, at any time? Like, can you talk on the phone tomorrow? He emails me back the following day. He's like, hey, can you talk between, is there any time between one and four that works? I said, yes, I can call you at one. So he says, okay, great can you send me your resume again? Somehow he lost my resume again. What the third For time? There's like the, th- yeah, second or third time he's lost my resume. So I said, okay. So I emailed back to him and I said, thank you. I'll call you at one. One o'clock rolls around. I call him on my phone. He doesn't answer. <laughs> so I figure, so sometimes when I have call, like if I've had call schedule, like you know this, if you have a call scheduled at one, sometimes people, you know, 103, 104, something like that, you know, a couple minutes late, no big deal. So I wait till like 103. I hang up. I didn't leave a message that time, but I hang up, wait till 103, and then I call him again. Doesn't answer. At like 105, so it's like 105 at this point. And I, and I left him a message saying, if you have a better number to reach you at, can you let me know what that is? Because... I clearly can't fucking get in touch with you at this number. And we've oh now, so that's what? One one time he told me to call him, then we had a scheduled time, and then we had another scheduled time. So this is two scheduled times, and one time that he told me to call him just like, like you know, open-ended, just call me this morning. But at that rate, it's just, better to, it's just better to rip the bandage off. Like if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to hire you, just fucking tell me. Why are you wasting my you, fucking time? Tell you no. Like, right. Oh God. Have you never told anyone no before in your whole life? Is it that painful? It'd be, it's tough to imagine that that's the scenario when but, he works in the business world. 
Right. At some point. Like why you had also to if you if you out. don't want to hire someone, you don't keep telling them to call you at specific <laughs> times. Like you just I don't know. You, you don't act like that. It's very strange behavior. Also, it would just make you kind of feel it would just put like guilt on your conscience. Like yeah, I would feel dirty if as, I yeah, as soon as I get that call, I'm like, ah shit. I don't want to talk to this guy. And he's and he's the recruiter for the company. So his job is Oh, he's the recruiter? Yeah, but he's oh, a, he's oh. not an open recruiter. He's but he is a recruiter, but it's for the company specifically. So he's not like just like a one of those um freelance whatever Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's their recruiter. That's his position. Oh, title. he's oh, he's fucked. He's a, like what the fuck? I thought I thought I thought he was like It's a, not like he's a manager and yeah, he's I just busy. He was, I thought he was a guy that was like going to be on your team if no. you got the job. Oh, yeah, that guy's just terrible at his job actually. I didn't realize like, he's not, I, yeah, he's not he's not a, he's not a douche. He's an idiot. That's <laughs> He, when I called him, when I the one time I actually got him to pick up the phone, he sounded confused as fuck, just like about everything. Like I was, I told him my name and that he told me to call him, and he just was like lost. Like he's like, oh, um, oh yeah, I remember. I emailed you. Yes, let me find your. And he's like, oh, let me go find your resume. He's like scrambling around. I don't know what he. Did you ever like print it out? Like just type in my name on your fucking email. <laughs> It'll come up. There's a search bar. Yeah, maybe he's just living in like 2005 where that maybe he did sound a little older, but I mean, still no excuse. No excuse. What the heck? I'm trying to get the bag. Yeah. All you're, all you're trying to do is just get the I'm bag. I'm trying man. to get the bag. Okay. Stop fucking with me. Let me work. It's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. So how long have you been like actively looking now? Like a month, month and a half. Okay. Yeah. And you can't get unemployment because you're a student? I don't know. I might be able to actually. I was going to apply and see what happens because hmm. I was working full time before. Yeah. So we'll see. And that company dissolved. It's not like I, you know. So that seems like something that would be your, unemployment. Your, your, your past company. Yeah. Yeah. They dissolved. Yeah. I mean, hey, you got to get that bag somehow. And if it's from the federal <laughs> like government, you got to take it from the federal government. You know what I mean? I pay my fucking taxes. I want that. Yeah, money exactly. Back. Nah, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's just aggravating. Yeah, shit no, like I, that. I also annoyed shit. I don't like when, like, there was this one company that I I actually really liked what, what their company was, like, what they sell. I think I remember do. which one it was. Yeah. And, well, actually, this happened twice. Pew. Not that one. Ah, okay. But that one, too. So, the same thing. <laughs> I called the HR woman at this one place, the other place, to make sure that my application went through because the website that I was doing it on, like, it told me they were going to send me a confirmation email, but then I never got a confirmation email. So I called the HR lady and I'm like, did you get my application? She said, yes. I said, oh, you know, I'm really, I'm really interested in the position. You know, I hope I can talk to you guys soon. All this, all the fucking, all the stuff, you know, all the stuff you say. Yeah. And then I reached out to the uh, vice president of operations on LinkedIn. You know, I sent him a message just saying, I'm super interested in the position. Hope to like talk soon, whatever. So he didn't message me back, which whatever, but that company has not said anything to me. Uh, at all like they haven't said if i like they didn't send me like a rejection letter they didn't how long has it been uh i applied last friday so that i know that was a holiday weekend um or last thursday and then the following day was new year's day so i applied on new year's eve gotcha okay um but uh i don't know i I'd say I, you could probably send a follow up this week. That's what I, that's what I was thinking of doing. I was gonna like call them or something or send an email to the the company, um, just even to know. Like that's a, that's the thing. I I hate not knowing. If you don't want to hire me, can you tell me? Because uh, yeah, because I'll start applying to like I'll, I'll you know what I mean. I've been doing like badges. Like I'll apply at like ten places. 
you know. Yeah, there was. But so uh, that reminds me because <clears throat> my my internship, uh, I worked at an investment bank in uh, Jersey City and slash New York City, and uh, it was it was it was a good experience. You know, I overall I couldn't get the job because I was dating the president's daughter at the time. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's a story. slick bastard <laughs> story for a different day. Um, and so my so like my number one job was um was as an operations analyst uh for another investment bank and you know i was actually i was super excited about it they were the first place that i applied to and um and i yeah they were the first place i applied to and i applied in august mm-hmm. uh right before senior year and like i was i was super excited cuz i was like i actually think like given my internship experience i actually have a decent shot of landing yeah. this um the only caveat was that it was going to be in dallas and i like uh, you know, that would have been a pretty big move. I'm not sure I would have been ready to, uh, you know, mo- like literally move halfway across the country yeah. by myself. But uh, I was still excited for it nonetheless. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I didn't I didn't hear back for the first month for, for the next month. And uh, at that point, uh, the job I currently have was the second job I applied for. And that moved so quickly. I applied in September. I got a call. I got a, like a phone screen from the recruiter two weeks later. Um, and then I had my other interviews within the next two weeks. And then after those interviews, you know, I sent my follow-up email, like, thank you for talking to me. Uh, I probably had the offer within two weeks. So it was about a two-month process mm-hmm. where I applied. I heard back. Actually, no, I didn't hear back because I'm an idiot. I think I've said this before, but I... I'm a dumbass and I applied to the Pittsburgh office. Yeah. And I put Philly as my number one location. Yeah. And I put Pittsburgh as my number three. And so number three. Yeah, because <laughs> what you were New York or Philly, Philly, New York. Philly, New York, and then Pittsburgh. Because I was just, I was ready to be I was ready to be out of Pittsburgh. I was kind of done with that. Um and uh yeah, so the I, I emailed a recruiter and she called and she's like, Hey, you wanna hop on a call? We can we can discuss. And she just like laid it out for me. She was like, yeah, so you're like actually a, a retard. You <laughs> applied to the Pittsburgh office and you just blatantly said you don't want to live in Pittsburgh. Uh, you'd rather live in two, two different cities. Uh, luckily for you, you can interview here with us in the Pittsburgh office. If that goes well, we'll forward your information to the Philly office. So I did like a screening in Pittsburgh. Did that like double your interview time? Like, because you had to yeah. interview at Pittsburgh and then interview at, at yeah. Philly? Yeah, so I had... Um, so I had, so I talked to the, the Pittsburgh recruiter. Um, sorry. Uh, I talked to the Pittsburgh recruiter. I talked to a Pittsburgh manager and then I talked to the Philly recruiter mm-hmm. and then, uh, the Philly managers, uh, and the, and the partner at the time. Um, but yeah, so that process was really quick. It took two months in total, yeah. which was just awesome. Like I had, I had my job locked up, um, in late October of senior year. So like I had, yeah. I was free balling for the last, yeah, you know, the last six months of college. And, uh, but yeah, that back to that first job, it was the first job I applied to. I still hadn't heard anything from Christmas. It was yeah. four months since I applied. Yeah. Long story short, I didn't hear back until March 21st. Remember when I got the really? email? Yes. March 21st. Now granted, I'm surprised I even said anything. So I was I was surprised, but I I, sh- I guess I shouldn't have been too surprised because the way that investment banks do their um, recruiting, that it's 
you know, they kind of do it from front office back. So front office is prioritized and front office is the people that, you know, bring in revenue. They're, they're the salespeople. They're like making the actual investment trades and stuff like that. So they get taken care of first. Their applications are earlier in the summer. They basically know if they have the job before uh, August, September. Mm-hmm. Then it's the middle office. Then it goes to back office. So back office, I was aware of uh, being the last, uh, you know, you know, the least prioritized positions. Um, but don't have me apply in August if I'm going to have to wait nine months or eight months just to hear back from anyone. Yeah. Like, like I mean, like you said, it's been, you know, a week, two weeks. And it's like, you know, that's a while. But to have me apply in August and not get back to me till late March. Yeah, and, that's like ridiculous. And be like, hey, uh, actually, no, I did have an interview. I had an interview with them. I totally forgot about this in the fall. Uh, and then they didn't get back to me after that interview. Are you Which, serious? Yeah. See, that like that type of stuff drives me fucking nuts, you know? And it, it, it's, yeah, I totally, well, oh my God, I totally forgot about that interview. Wow. One of our other friends who's also like looking for uh, like a corporate job or like a, you know, he's, he's a finance major and he's looking for finance work. Um, but he's telling me he's doing this, you know, he's doing this thing to get ready for it and all this stuff. And he's like, has these places that he really wants to work. And it's just like aggravating because you build it up in your mind so much. Like I want to work for this place. I want to, I'm, I have to make sure my application is perfect. I have to make sure my resume is perfect for this one place that I really want to work. And that's what they, you know, that's what they tell you in college. You're like, make sure your resume is tailored to whatever place you're applying to and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, reflect the corporate, uh, that cor- whatever the corporation's attitude is, try to like reflect that in your cover letter, like, all the tips that they give you. Can I cut you off real quick? Sure. It's all bullshit. That's what I'm getting to. It's all oh fucking my bullshit. You build it up so much in your mind. Like you want to work for this one place. You put all your effort into applying there <laughs> and then they don't even send you a rejection letter. They just ignore you. Or, or I mean, Hey, like I guess best case scenario, you do get the job. You take the job and it ends up sucking. That's like true. That, yeah. That's kind of the story for a lot of corporate jobs. Like I know, uh, you know, whenever somebody has a corporate job and they're very happy in it, I like I feel you know good for them because I know a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, especially our age and even above, like even my even my older brothers, they get really frustrated with their jobs. Like, and it's just that like it's kind of that same stigma. Like, oh, I go to work every day. It's yeah, it just drags on and on and on. It's like that's a really shitty. That's and a really lot of times like, to to realize. A lot of times, yeah, you're like doing shit. That, like, why the fuck did I go to school for four years to do this? Like. I don't know. It's the, the aggravating part for me is the uh, the actual application thing, which is what I'm going through now. So I'm sure at some point I'll have a bigger point of aggravation. But um, it, it's just at least annoying. At, that, at least at the next point of aggravation, you'll be making money. So you exactly have, yeah. Right now, I'm, right now I'm broke and <laughs> and also aggravated. So I'm just pissed and that off. That wasn't me trying to throw a, like a dig at you. No, I, but I, it's I, true. Like you know, there's one thing being like rich and pissed off, but I'm broke and pissed. So <laughs> in no way am I rich. <laughs> But um, you know it's it's uh, I know what you it's mean. It's one of those fucking things, though. <laughs> and I just want to be even if you reject me, just fucking reject me, please, because I want to. Yeah, know, you know I don't want to play this like game of and this like my you're dad. Literally, saying, you're literally playing a game of cat and mouse right now. Yeah, and with this other dude, the recruiter, like my dad say, like <laughs> the first time he the dude dodged me, like when he said he was gonna call me at three thirty, and then he didn't call me. And I called and left the message. I was texting my dad. I've been texting him through the whole like applying process because he's a, uh, he's like in the game, like he knows this shit. So 
like I, as I'm sure, like you had your brothers and your dad too. So it's yeah, like yeah. every, you know. So he was like, "Well, it's part of the interview because it's a sales position." So he's like, "It's part of the interview." He's just like seeing if you'll follow up. So I fought. So I followed up, and that was the next day when he when he dodged me again when he told me to call him. <laughs> so he dodged me again. So I text my dad. I'm like, "This dude's not answering his phone." It's like one thirty. He is not answering his phone. He's not calling me. I left him another message. My dad's just like, what a dick. <laughs> like before he's like, oh yeah, it's part of the interview. Don't calm down. He's not dodging you. And then the following day, he's like, what a fucking dick. You know? That's so funny that he just like did a complete 180 in a <laughs> yeah. matter of 24 right. hours. I mean, it's, but it's like, it's a, it's a, you got a line. He's not, there, he's not wrong know? though. Yeah. You, you like, got a line there where it's like, yeah, I understand that it's part of the interview and you want to see how much somebody's going to follow up. But like, you're just like being rude. Like I, I got yeah. things to do. You know? I gotta be honest. I don't even know if that's the case. Like for, uh, like for my other interviews, I've the other interviews I've had, the few that I've had, it was like that. Like really? They, yeah. They, they made you want it. Yeah. They want to see. And the one I did, dude, I interviewed with this guy. He was super nice and I fucking killed this interview. And I'm like feeling good after. And then at the end of the, the phone call, it was, this was just the first phone call, but it was like a longer one. It was like a half hour phone screen at the end of the call. Um, tells me the compensation it's fucking commission only like there's no salary really wow i'm like dude i can't do that like i can't do that yeah what yeah what did your dad say because your dad's in sales he was like that's bullshit he said it was bullshit and the following day i had another call he's like we move very quickly here i'm like yeah i can see why you want (laughs) to rope people in like real fast and then i told i tell my dad about it and i'm like yeah it's commission only and he's like I, I was like, I'm so, I said I was pissed because I killed the interview or whatever. You know, the guy was asking me about my resume and I went through it so smooth and I, I hit really good points about my previous work experience. And my dad's like, yeah. And then you find out that you're actually interviewing him, not the other, <laughs> yeah. like not the other way around. Yeah. And that fucking sucks. So that was, that's garbage. God, that's, that's something I'm really not looking forward to when, when I yeah. leave my current job yeah. is like. Oh, like tell me about this experience that you had as an intern. Like, oh fuck! Oh my god! Fuck! And off. In the, and in the one, the one job that I, I actually don't mind when they like I've been asked in interviews like tell me about your internship, like what you were doing. Yeah, and I can say that, but then I have the like the one these questions about like tell me a time you faced adversity in the workplace and you oh. had to, what do you mean? Hey, like and prof- they have to like, make up some fucked up story about how politely, I like politely and professionally suck my cock. Like that is such a, that is such a cookie cutter question. Yeah. It, like when people, I hate when interviewers or interviewees, honestly, sometimes I don't know, like sometimes uh, like I've heard of like interviewees uh, doing the same thing with like, they'd ask the company, like, like tell me about the culture, dude. Do you know how broad of a question that is? Yeah. Like yeah, every manager has a different, there's like subcultures throughout companies. Like, yeah. The way a manager works is like that's their way of doing things. Oh, wait. And yeah, I got to pull something up real quick. It's, it's fucking interviews are so stupid. They're so dumb. You don't actually learn shit about anybody. You just learn like if, I don't even know. Because they ask the questions like that. Like, what's your, what? when have you faced adversity and how did you overcome it? <laughs> I talked about how I dropped a tree on a house in one of my interviews. I was like, well, one time I dropped a tree on a house and that was adverse <laughs> that was less than ideal yeah had that to, was had not to, what we wanted to, to remedy that yeah <laughs> so uh i follow this one page on instagram uh i feel like i've i've said like slightly what my title is but i'm in i'm in consulting 
uh, and it's the page is called Consulting Comedy. It's basically all just like it's like the the isms of yeah consulting. yeah exactly. So like sometimes people won't get it, but uh, there was this one post that is just absolutely insane. So um, there's a company. Uh, I mean, it, it it came out, so I guess I can say it because like the company got released and it went public, or like this this email got released, and I like the EY CEO knows I mean, about it's, it. It's on Instagram, right? Yeah, it's on it's on Instagram. So. Um, like the name is, the name is crossed out, but, uh, so right now, if you're in, uh, if you're working in like audit, uh, it's your busy season because everyone's doing their like year end financials. So you have to complete the audit on those financials. So January to March is typically the busiest, uh, three months of the year for them. So with that, given that it's the most busy time of the year for you, you're typically working extended hours. It's, it's kind of like, it's an, it's an implication. Like everybody knows it. Um, there's just more work to go around. So everybody's got to kind of do their due diligence. Uh, I mean, one of the plus sides is, you know, when you're in the office, uh, you do get like free meals and stuff. If you work like, over, right. Yeah. That like was most, like, especially, I know the company that you work for because mm-hmm. my brother also worked for them and they would do like, cause during their busy season, they were always getting like steak brought in and shit like that. Yeah. Like, so was, yeah. When you're working 10 plus hours consistently, uh, like your, your team will have a team meal like once a week. And then even if it's not a team meal, like you can charge anything up to like 20 bucks and the company will reimburse. It's honestly, a yeah. pretty, it's a pretty it's good not, deal. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, given that you're kind of like a slave to them for those. those right. The least months. they could do is a filet. You know? it, it's yeah. like, <laughs> um, most of the days it's Chick-fil-A because I think, I think our limit's 15. Really? Uh, yeah. Theirs was 80. Daily? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 80. Holy and their their team! It's, I'm working the same fucking company as Dan. I, yeah, I know. I know. What? <laughs> That's th- so I'm pretty sure, fucked I'm pre- up. It may have been fifty because we had, we had another friend who he worked in New York City at an investment bank, and there's I know for a fact his was eighty, but um, yeah, I think theirs might have maybe it was fifty. It was way more than fifteen though, because he was getting steak every night. Like they were getting. God damn it! That makes me so mad. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so uh, there's this email that came out from a manager at Ernst & Young, uh, one of the big four audit firms. And the, the email title is Peak Season Working Protocol and Expectation. Oh, God. It, dude, this is extremely cringy. It's, I was just about to say I'm going to cringe so hard. And it. It, it says HK office. I think that means Hong Kong. Uh, I, I, could be, uh, I could be wrong. They don't have laws there. So from this email, it's, it certainly seems like they don't. Yeah. All, I would like to make it clear again my expectation on this. For weekdays, start work at 9.30 a.m. and off after 11.30 p.m. Sub, uh, parentheses, subject to urgency of tasks, I think midnight is common in peak seasons. It counts on the discipline and responsibility of yourself. On Fridays, it shall be fine. It shall be fine to get off at 7.30 p.m., to have dinner with family and friends. For weekends, I expect at least one day we are spending the whole day, aka 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. in the office. The other day, the other day home office for half day, e.g. four to six hours, I will take it, parentheses, I will take it as a trial to see if stable output from each of you can be foreseen. Otherwise, will stick to working in office mode onwards. If you have special reasons and need to work from home office, please at least consult me one day in advance, not informing me after the fact. I expect everyone to work in the office as a team. 
And 9.30 a.m. here means 9.30 a.m., not 10 a.m., not 10.30 a.m. 10 a.m. here means 10 a.m., not 11 a.m., not 11.30 a.m. Last, seniors, please proactively update me and catch me up to discuss and go through our tasks on hand. Thanks all for the hard work. Bro, I got to tell you, if I got that email, I would quit. Oh, I mean, I from the fact that this is making all these comedy pages... Yeah. You, this manager for sure yeah. already got fired. I imagine there's people that that threaten to leave. Like, I mean, dude, it's it's crazy. That is so cringy. But you know what? The fact that he he articulated it in an email, which is disgusting, it makes you cringe. But I know people that do that. Yes, like, like we both know people that that work those hours. I know people that have worked those hours, and they just there was no, it was never put into an email, but it was expected. Yeah. You know, and there were those people that like would, would leave at, they would leave at quit now or they would leave at six or whatever. Like, you know, and, uh, my brother would be like, you know, she just does she or he just doesn't get it. You know, yeah. like they, and, and they were on the same team and it was like, okay, you, you're allowed to leave after five. They all stayed until nine thirty. Mm-hmm. you know, they all stayed till 10. They all worked full days, Saturdays. Like it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's like so. Gross. When I when you think about it conceptually, yeah, a steak dinner is probably worth ruining your social life, right? <laughs> for three and months, like ruining, like, like, and it's funny that so we're guessing that maybe that was in Hong Kong, but I love the uh, um, other countries have such good work life balance, you know? Like yeah, no, I mean, that's like, just listen, like <clears throat> it's everywhere. There's, I mean, especially for these co- companies, especially yeah, especially for consulting firms uh, and audit firms like yeah. like these. Like I know, for example. <clears throat> You know, I'm not going to disclose what company I work for, but uh, we have teams in like China and India that they work crazy hours constantly. Yeah. And it like, I don't want to say it's exploitation, but it kind of is from the U.S. firm. Like, because it's their, their labor is so much cheaper. Like they charge so much less per hour than what we do as like consultants in uh in the u.s so uh yeah no i mean it, it actually yeah it pretty much is exploitation <laughs> yeah absolutely it's it's crazy um and you know it's weird to think that some people enjoy that like there's people yeah, who, I, there's people who they have no problem doing that and it's just like it, it's i don't know maybe they don't they don't have a soul and that's why you, you speak to ceos and stuff and like people who are uh, super, super high up in these like huge companies, and they there's something off about them because they've stayed and in the same because, company. And it's, yeah, and it's because they have like they've sold their soul. Like you know, you have to like sell your soul in order to to be that high. People like you know they complain about like not enough women CEOs and stuff like that. Like I don't blame anyone who doesn't want to be CEO, especially women, because <laughs> yeah, they have true. they have more to give up than men do. You yeah. know. Like, it's not fun. It's not fucking glorious. They're rich, but they don't even know how to enjoy their money because they don't have a soul, you know? And I don't say that to be mean, but it's just like, that's no, I what mean, it seems like. You talk to these people and they something's a little off with some of them, you know? Like, for example, the, the people that work at my company, out of all of the college hires um, that enter entry level, and this is like a, this is a very, like, this is a very good company. I, I have a good job and I'm like, I'm cognizant of that. Uh, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. Although I, I'm not a huge fan of the job. Yeah. 50% of their campus hires 
are gone within two years. Yeah. You know how ridiculous that is? Yeah. You know how much money they spend on recruiting college kids? Not as much as not as much as they can pay you, and then the the amount of money that you are, the amount of revenue that results from your work, and like yeah, they make money hand over fist on you people. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts to me that like I don't know, just that that seems so backwards to me, and that like it, I get that they do make money off even those who leave, but like to have fifty percent of people leave within two years, like that's a culture thing. That's yeah, true, nuts. That's the um, corporate life, baby. Yeah. Sooner or later, you'll be in this bitch. Hopefully not for long. True. We'll see what happens. There's so many ways to make money, too. Like, I was shitting on those guys who, um, the gurus or whatever, like a couple weeks ago, remember I was shitting on them on here? Which which gurus? Just like guys who are like, you know, join my my trading team and all this shit. Oh, yeah. Like the people online who pretend to be experts on making money and stuff. Oh, dude. I. But there's a couple of those guys that I've seen now pop up on my Instagram who are way more real and um, they're more so just like giving career advice. And uh, those people I like. I think that they're, they have a good... When they're not selling anything to you. Yeah, when they're not trying to sell anything, they're just simply giving advice. Now, these guys are like affiliate marketers and shit. But uh, but it's harmless. There, right. There's no there's no downside. Like, look, if you don't believe the advice they give, you just don't have to take it. It's truly that simple. Uh, but if you do agree, then yeah, it, it helps. Mean, right. It's useful to someone, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, you know, so I don't mind them. I think that they're good. Uh, I forget the one guy's name. Most of them do like real estate, though. You know, if I was, yeah, you know, if I were to like, I would. That would be the where I would want to end up would be like if in terms of like career and making money, probably real estate um, starting. Like one guy said he has like a moving company and like all these different companies that he owns. He has like vending machines, like kind of odd shit, but he has a lot of money from it, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's things you don't think of. It, yeah, absolutely. Like who would think to buy like, cause it seems silly, like buying 10 vending machines and like putting them in weird places. Like, but vending machines make a lot of money, you know? Do they really? Yeah. Yeah. And one guy pointed something out. He said he he showed this website and he said, go on this website and buy a vending machine. You can get a used one for 500 bucks. You know, you go to a business, you say, I won't charge you to put this vending machine in here, but I'll put the vending machine in here and then I'll give you, uh, I think he said like 15% of the profits from the vending machine. Hmm. And, you know, it's there. People use vending machines more than you would think. I always, like when I was at school, I would actually end up using vending machines to get snacks all the time, you know, shit like that. But it was just an interesting thing. Like, you know, just a way to make a little bit of side cash. And it's something that it sits there. You got it for 500 bucks. You just fill it. Yeah. No, know? I mean, the, the, a lot of people who are, you know, as, as they say, financially free, uh, I mean, pretty much all of them at least have one side hustle. Right. Um, whether yeah, it's, whether okay. it's vending machines or yeah. real estate. I mean, there's, like you said, there's so many different ways. And the one the one thing, if, if that is something that, con- like, that interests anybody that listens to this, um, Please, please never listen to people that say they're stock experts. Please on, don't on TikTok. <clears throat> that is please don't. Like, look, I'm not a stock expert at all, but neither are those guys. Like, I can yeah. tell you that for a fact. And there's and that's one thing that you see these dudes who are like, I saw this one guy the other day who said he made five hundred thousand dollars trading stocks when he was eighteen. It's like, okay, how much did your dad give you? <laughs> Like, did your yeah, dad give you four hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Because <laughs> I could turn a portfolio from four fifty to five hundred in like two months. 
Also, yeah, like, look, good for that kid. And, you know, he probably invested in something like Tesla, Bitcoin, uh, any any cryptocurrency, uh, Penn National, which is the company that acquired a stake in Barstool. Um, oh, okay. It's, the, the, it's the, a casino company, yeah. And, like, those things, you can invest in those, but just uh, you have to understand the risk. Like, they are extraordinarily volatile. And for every one of the people that makes half a million dollars, there's half a million people that lost $10,000. Right. Like, yeah. There's people, right, at the other end of the people make, of these gurus. random kids <laughs> making X amount of money from investing in Tesla because it's cool to invest in Tesla, there's a guy who does it for his career who cut his losses at 10000 on the other end of that. So, yeah, you know, it's... Yeah, that shit, that shit cracks me up. And they're like, dude, I've been following this company since its inception. They've yeah. got a they've got a cutting edge CEO. They're right on the cusp of a deal with crazy electric vehicle makers like Tesla, Nikola. What's the there's a new one I just saw. There was a commercial. Uh, yeah. It was during football. It was rant, like I had never heard of the company before. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. It's like wasn't it Lucid? Yeah. I think, I think so. Yeah. I think I think it was Lucid. Yeah. I saw I saw that too. <laughs> like the like do you do you even have a production vehicle? Like or did you yeah, just Lucid, make the, Lucid Motors? Did you just like make this commercial with like one car that you have that you? Made? No, that's all they did. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's all, companies that that do that. Yeah, that's all. That's all EV companies are currently doing is because they make one vehicle, they create a flashy commercial, they put it on uh, whatever the fuck to raise funds, and then they have people. Oh, it's the next Tesla. It's the next Nic- not even next Nikola. Nikola is one of them. Nikola's fake. Like, Nikola's yeah, not they even don't real. even have fucking and you know. It's so wild, you know? You make a flashy commercial and uh, people will throw money at you. Just throw money at yeah. you. Some fucking Silicon Valley brat kid can take $500,000 his dad gives him, make a flashy commercial, the flashiest commercial, air it during a football game, and now he just turned $500,000 into $10 million, You, you want to hear something nuts? So Tesla has uh, the highest market cap or market capitalization uh, of any stock in the world, mm-hmm. more so than Amazon. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Because Tesla, I'll try and walk you through this. Tesla only sold half a million cars last year. And then can we compare that to like some like Ford or something? Toyota. Okay. They had one. Also, not only does Tesla have a higher market cap than uh, Amazon, it has a higher market cap than all of like the top five yeah. automakers in the U.S. Every combined. Single, every single one. Yeah. Like Toyota, Ford. Even um, BMW and Mercedes. Like. Cars oh, like that. They're like, so low on the list. Yeah. Like compared to just like total total revenue and everything like that. Tesla sold half a million. Toyota, and this is in uh, this is 2020. Toyota sold 10 million. They sold 20 times the amount of cars that Tesla did. And I think Toyota stock is at like 40. And Tesla, if you like, they did a stock split recently. If you like and it split five ways. So if you multiplied their current stock by five times, Tesla's stock would be $4,000 a share. It's crazy. Like, I'm sorry, in no way, like some people, like a lot of, a lot of like uh, researchers in the finance industry, they'll go into like the, uh, the fundamentals of Mm -hmm. a stock right now, like 2019 and 2020, or really just since honestly Trump got elected, it's been such a like a bullish four years, which means like the market is doing very, very well yeah. in those four years. 
I, I actually am very fearful for what the market's going to do. I am too. Uh, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do. Yeah, because like, you know, there are certain markets that people think are going to do really well. Like I know like weed is obviously viewed as a big industry uh, yeah. that could pop. Um, EV like Tesla and all those could, mm-hmm. you know, explode even more, uh, you know, renewable energy, all that stuff. But like overall, I think the market is going to contract a lot, especially yeah. when you look at all the stimulus that we just gave out. Yeah, it's going to have uh, to. We're going to have, yeah, the U.S. is going to have to do something, and that's going to that's gonna suck for us. <laughs> yeah, especially because it's, you know, we are at a time when it's like uh, we're trying to build, you know, like us, our age group. Yeah, we're trying to build our wealth. We're trying to build wealth and trying to, but we're at that point where it's like, you know, we're trying to get the first job. We're trying to get the, the second job, those very critical points in your career where, um you know, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty and I guess there's uncertainty at all points in your career, but, uh, it's tough, you know, getting a no, first yeah. job because when you're what the first job, you're just the fucking, the warm body. That's well, think, all you are. You know, think about all the college seniors that just got fucked by Corona. Yeah. They had a job lined up for the summer and right. I, I know a lot of kids. I know, yeah. I know people who, I know I can count three people in my head right now that had summer, summer jobs lined up that. Just they just got canceled. The position was gone. Like they had the job since November, December, yeah. and then Corona strikes, and their company is just like, "Oh yeah, can't have you anymore." Right. We'll take they go. Oh, like a lot of them pushed it back a year. They're like, "We'll take you next right. year." And it's like, dude, I'm not everybody graduated not, by that. Yeah, like, not I, everybody I can live with their parents. Like yeah. some people have to move out. Yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's the way that goes. So this has been a very constructive uh advice episode i feel like yeah for career and i'll give one one last thing about the because i'm doing this right now the interviews for anybody who's in the same position as me or you're going to be in the same position as me soon uh i would say apply like they they'll tell you in college apply to places you really want to work and that's true but you're going to need to apply to a bunch of places so just like don't put as much emphasis on it don't beat yourself up over not hearing from someone because uh you're not going to hear from everyone. Like oh, there's yeah. going to be a ton of people and that company that you really, really want to work for, they might not even respond to you. You know, yeah, that's why med schools, uh, people apply to like 10 schools at a time. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, or actually, uh, Dan, we have friends Dan, that applied for a hundred, tw- yeah, 20. I have, I think I know someone that applied for a hundred and heard from one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, if you, if you have a fucking 4.5 GPA and you, and you had like 10 internships, yeah, you can probably, you know, you're going to be able to pick your, but I'm talking about people in my, you know, people like me. Yeah. yeah you know, no, like I got us, you. you know, you have, reg- no, you're not wrong though. Regular you, person who is, you're probably smart. You know, I'd say that we're smart, uh, but uh, we're not, you know, we're not fucking reading a hundred percent of our life. You know, like it's, if you're a person who enjoys life, you know, and you, Jesus, I just started reading. Now I'm getting bashed for that. Oh, no, not you. I just mean like, you know, those people that are just like, like I said, the people that like that, that grind, the the corporate grind. Yeah, yeah, You know, their end goal is be a CEO. Be, They're basically not a human. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, but if you are a human, you know, just uh, apply to as many places as you can. And, you know, you can look at a little bit of the place and say, I like what they're about, so I'll apply, you know. But just send out those applications. Get them out there. Yeah. And best of luck to anybody that's doing that. Yeah, good luck. And good luck to me, too, because I'm going to fucking need it. Yep. Good luck to Joe. Yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Yep, we're going to call it there. Love you. Love you. Yeah. Subscribe. Oh. Follow on Spotify. Oh. 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 Okay, bye.